This is Publishers Lunch for Thursday, May 25th. Among the 62 new deals for the day is psychologist and chief clinical officer of the mental health company, COA, Dr. Emily Anhalt's Flex Your Feelings, a seven-stage workout plan to build emotional fitness, going to Putnam in a significant deal at auction. In today's news, with the avalanche of interest in generative AI and the large language models they are trained on, stories have resurfaced showing the process's dirty roots. As shown in a 2021 working paper authored by Jack Bandy and Nicholas Vincent, OpenAI, Google's BERT and Variants, and many other foundational LLMs all have documentation debt to Book Corpus, a popular text data set for training large language models. Compiled in 2014 by researchers at the University of Toronto and MIT, Book Corpus should have been called Stolen from Smashwords. The researchers apparently scraped, posted, self-published ebooks posted by Smashwords that were being offered to read for free, even though doing so violated the terms of service. Adding insult to injury, the original researchers who compiled Book Corpus claimed in their research paper, quote, these are free books written by yet unpublished authors, not recognizing that the authors had self-published and presumably further rationalizing why they gave no thought to intellectual property rights. While the initial purchase was academic research, today's frenzied developments in generative AI show how commercialized the usage has become. As the Bandy and Vincent paper states plainly, quote, book corpus likely violates copyright restrictions for many books. While book corpus long claimed to have over 11,000 titles, the newer research eliminated duplication and found 7,185 unique books. Smashwords was acquired by competitor Draft2Digital in early 2022. Draft2Digital's chief operating officer, Dan Wood, told Publishers Lunch, Draft2Digital first became aware of the use of scraped free books from the Smashwords store in March of this year. The use of the books was in clear violation of the terms of service of Smashwords and further distribution and use of this book data to train many of the commercial large language model projects is extremely concerning. We have been gathering information to work with our lawyers to discuss what next steps are available to us. The issues and potential remedies are complex and the company has been sorting through options while they formulate a strategy to enforce authors' rights and determine exactly whose works were infringed, they tell us, quote, we have not reached out to the impacted authors yet, as we are still gathering information on who gathered this data and where it was distributed. We are working with our lawyers to make sure we give the impacted authors accurate information 
about what options we can pursue. We are currently looking closely at the book corpus data set, but this will likely not be the end of the matter. Multiple LLMs have been trained on book corpus, and there have been subsequent informal variants on book corpus that some authors report have included more recently published books, also scraped from Smashwords. There are also indications that the same or similar books were included in other foundational training data sets, including one ominously and appropriately called the Pile, which aggregates a number of other data sets, including the derivatives Book Corpus II, an expanded version of the original Book Corpus, and Books III, a data set of books derived from a copy of the contents of the Bibliotech private tracker. Bibliotech appears to be a shady and likely illegal collection of almost 200,000 ebooks and other materials, including journals, scientific papers, periodicals, etc., offered through a private website and also based significantly on self published ebooks. With author awareness and concern growing, Wood told Publishers Lunch they are, quote, trying to speed up the timeline to have an answer for authors on a strategy for enforcing their rights. One issue is that a distributor rather than a publisher, D2D, and Smashwords don't claim any rights in the books themselves. So it's hard for us to go after an infringer in the same way as the actual rights holder. Among other things, they would need to establish a basis to have standing in a suit. There is also the substantial question of determining who the infringing parties are and where the actual agreements were, who did what incorrectly. An early version of the controversy surfaced as long ago as 2016 when The Guardian reported on a Google Brain research paper about using book corpus for, quote, proof of concept research on using a neural network to generate fluent, natural-sounding sentences. The Guardian noted, quote, the only problem is that they didn't ask. That article suggested other ebooks offered at this some point for free were absorbed into the corpus, citing author Erin McCarthy, who said the first volume of her Fast Track series, published by Berkeley, was also used. At the time, Authors Guild Executive Director Mary Rassenberger criticized it as a, quote, blatantly commercial use of expressive authorship. She added, why shouldn't authors be asked permission or even informed, not to mention compensated, before their work is used in this manner? In a wise bit of imaging, what could be ahead? Rassenberger adds that nobody knows how books will be read or used in the future, which is why the Authors Guild is proposing that digital uses should be allowed under a licensing system. At the time, Google hid behind the veil of claiming it was just research, plus everybody does it. 
quote, the machine learning community has long published open research with these kinds of data sets, including many academic researchers with this set of free eBooks. It doesn't harm the authors and is done for a very different purpose from the authors. So it's fair use under the U.S. law, end quote. Lawsuits are already underway on behalf of artists whose work was used to train image-based generative AI without permission, and the information about book corpus suggests that legal action on behalf of authors is not far behind. Even though it's a David versus multiple Goliath situation, but the author population should be ripe for one of the class action powerhouses to aggregate for representation. A second finding of the 2021 research paper raises a completely different issue, which is that book corpus, quote, exhibits significant skews in genre representation. More than a quarter of the titles were romance novels, and most of the rest was genre fiction across a variety of categories, which suggests that romance and genre fiction has potentially played an outsized role in training the LLMs. Smashwords did put in some measures to make it more difficult to scrape from the website back when we first learned of this, Wood said. Though the company has long been proudly DRM-free, favoring customer trust. Draft to Digital, on the other hand, has led authors and publishers decide for themselves on whether or not to use DRM. Wood noted that as the two companies are integrated, they do have hopes of getting more books from small and independent publishers into Smashwords, and adding optional DRM is one of the areas we want to improve in the Smashwords store. In other news, ghostwriting and publishing services firm Scribe Media abruptly shut down yesterday, laying off its staff. Wednesday evening, the company sent an email to employees' personal email addresses stating, quote, based on unforeseen business circumstances and faltering business based on unavailability of additional capital, Scribe is forced to shut down its operations and lay off employees at our Austin location on May 24, 2023. And employees said staff was initially notified in a Zoom meeting with company email access and healthcare cut off by the end of the day and the company offering no severance. The employee estimated layoffs numbered 85 to 100 people. The closure was not wholly unexpected. A recent payroll issue had led staff to suspect something was wrong. The company was co-founded by Tucker Max and Zach Obrant in 2014 as Book in a Box and later rebranded as Scribe Media. Both founders left the company in 2021. The email to staff referenced the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act of 1988, quote, which requires employers to provide as much notice as possible to affected employees of a plant closure once the employer 
becomes aware of the unforeseen business circumstances and or as soon as practicable after it becomes aware that additional capital may not become available to continue the facility operations. This action is expected to be permanent, end quote. Management has not yet responded to publishers' lunch queries. In other news, the ABA reported through the AP that the Booksellers Association organization added 173 members over the last year. The ABA now counts 2,185 bookstore members, operating 2,599 locations in all. 46 new stores added over the past year reported diverse ownership. That represents an increase of 175 members, yet they only grew by 52 locations. In calendar 2023, ABA CEO Allison Hill indicated book sales looked to be softer, though the association added 56 member stores so far and with 18 stores closing. Separately, the ABA itself released an interesting statistic about online sales volume conducted through their indie commerce platform, which reached over $42 million in 2022. That compares to just $12 million in 2019. Jenna Bush Hager chose The Celebrants by Stephen Rowley, publishing next Tuesday, as the Today Show read with Jenna Pick for June. And finally, Page and Vine, the publisher founded by author Meredith Wilde, will sell and distribute their titles through Simon & Schuster in the U.S. and Canada, beginning with summer 2023 titles. And that's the news for today.